All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. I'm Jay. I'm Al. And we are coming to you from a, live from a Sunday afternoon, getting ready to get cozy. Watch the Nighthawks take on the Georgia Swarm in a little Sunday mid-afternoon NLL lacrosse action. Al, it's been an action-packed weekend in the NLL so far. Yes. Um, Big wins by Buffalo and Toronto. Huge wins. And I was in, of course, Hamilton last weekend watching the Nighthawks take on the Toronto Rock in what was the uh, largest crowd there since Toronto had moved to Hamilton to play their games, 10,220. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, but unfortunately, the Nighthawks came up short 9-8 to eight in a game that saw – Rylan Hartley set the franchise record with 56 saves. I could say the kid was standing on his head, and our girl Allison Gordon over there in Hamilton, Ontario, our dear, good, sweet Canadian friend, hooked us up really proper with tickets, bro. We were in the 100 sections, uh, kind of in the corner, if you will, staring right down on the net. And you can really see not just the speed of the players, but the reactive instincts of the goalkeepers both Hartley and Rose were standing on their freaking heads it was an incredible game electric environment kudos to Toronto for getting the win and I think these two teams should see each other again if you will in the playoffs so Albert help break down the weekend for the fans I know the NLL arguably the fastest growing game in North America right now the weekend kicked off Friday night with Halifax going back to Buffalo to finish a dual uh, weekend home home, yeah, yeah. home and home over the course of a week. 10-9 Buffalo in overtime. 10-9 in overtime. And that's the second straight game that went to overtime, decided by one goal, one by Buffalo, is it not? Yeah, that's. I believe that's two straight games against Halifax that went into overtime. And I think the scores might have been the same. 10-9, um, yep. But that nine. one didn't go into overtime. 10-9, not, not overtime. Okay, I stand corrected. But just hard-fought battles. And that loss puts Halifax on the outside looking in. If the season were to end this weekend, they now come in with a record of 5-7, and and they're in trouble of not making the playoffs. Um, Just give us a recap of the weekend, man. Start with that Friday night game in Buffalo. Absolutely. We had some action with Halifax, the old Nighthawks, if you will, um, heading to Buffalo, fight in bandit land, lost 10-9. to Um, The scoring in that game was kind of all over the place. You had a lot of goals scored. You had a 5-2 second quarter for the Bandits. You had a 5-1 third quarter for the Halifax Thunderbirds. And then the goals were very far and few between. Um, Goals leaders were Chris Boucher Boucher, Boucher. Boucher Boucher. for the Halifax. And then Chris Cloutier uh, for the Bandits at four. Cloutier, yep, and then Burn had nine points. Burn had nine, yeah. Burn had nine points. Randy Stotts, four um, points. Clark Peterson with three goals. Goalies: Matt Vince, forty-eight saves. Warren Hill, thirty-nine saves. I can um, say this: Warren Hill, he's playing good despite Halifax's record of five and seven. And one thing that I noticed over this past weekend when I was down in Hamilton watching that nine-to-eight game. Is it just me, or has the defensive prowess and the goalkeeping skills across the board in the NLL leveled up big time? Because it's really hard to come by goals now when you used to have an era that regularly showed upper teens, low 20s. I think the Toronto Rock Rock hit 22 one game this season. I believe the Nighthawks hit 16 or 17. I don't have it right in front of me. But now you're seeing a lot of games like this where teams are scoring in the single digits. And one game that jumps out me, what did our Vegas Desert Dogs put up this weekend? Was it just five goals? Uh, let me see. Vegas Desert Dogs put up I believe five was, goals, yeah. Yeah, lost 14-5 to five to and Vancouver. And scoring, because they have five, you have to have a period shut out. You have to you have would think shut so. out a couple periods. You would think so. Let me see. Just getting ready for the Nighthawks. Nope, Georgia they had Swarm. one, two, one, one. Wow. Just waiting for the Nighthawks and Swarm to finally face off here. Big game for the Nighthawks. The win would put them at 9-3, and three, basically keep them in third place in the East. I believe, what, a half a game behind Toronto and a full game behind Buffalo. Again, Toronto and Buffalo, and uh, we're all split the season with Rochester one game apiece. So the total wins is going to become very important. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that Bandits team looks good. Matt Vince at his age, 48 saves again last night. 
Mad Vance, if you're listening, don't retire. Don't ever just retire. Keep playing goalkeeper, just keep man. playing and all you gotta do is block the shots. That's it. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matt. But I mean, <laughs> if, if you can, just keep playing, Mad Vince. Don't ever retire. Don't ever retire. Play to your 50. I feel like lacrosse goalies could play to their 50. If well, he's no a agile. martial arts man. Yeah. And he certainly could. So, okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you a little bit, but just kind of cap the weekend. Give us the scores from Friday. You obviously gave us Friday night. Give us Saturday. Absolutely. I didn't give the Calgary Roughnecks and the Colorado Mammoth game. That was 16-10 to 10 on a Friday night. A Calgary W there. Um, Saturday, Albany went into Toronto, lost 12-6. to 6. Um, New York Riptide, Philadelphia Wings, New York coming out with the W, 13 to 10. San Diego Seals, who's a good team, in my opinion, based on their record of 8 and 2. Number one in the West. Yep, beat the Rush, 12 to 11. And then we had the Vancouver Warriors poop on the Vegas. Pooping on them. Desert Dogs. The dogs got burnt in the desert. And the dogs went into that game at 4-6, and six, which for an expansion team was a really good record. Now they're 4-7. and seven. But they had a chance to start flirting with possibly tickling that wild card spot. Yeah, and now um, they're... So this game is big. You know, the Georgia Swarm on a little two-game mini win streak coming into this game. Rochester, of course, tough loss last weekend. Uh, you know, Nighthawks started out 6-0, and oh, now they're 8-3. and three. So in the last five games, two they have five, a 2-3 two and three three, record. Yeah. So what do you think is the keys to the game as these guys are getting ready to drop the ball here in Georgia? I think the key to the Nighthawks that I didn't see last week was consistent offense. Um, they could not get any strings of goals going. It was it was all over the place. It was back and forth. So consistency in the scoring and also Hartley just doing what he does. Here and you I go. As, Johnny on the spot, as you're talking about Hartley, you know, showing his 80% save percentage, which is actually, you know, pretty good in lacrosse. He's given up just a smidge over 10 goals a game, which again is phenomenal. Kind of speaks to the, you know, the goalkeeping is increasing the defensive players. I think it's, I think it comes down to athleticism. Yeah. Defensive players are more athletic than they used to be. Uh, goalkeepers way more athletic than they used to be. And here and they, we are with the initial face. off. And here, here we go. And can the Nighthawks win? Yes, they can. Their new face off man comes in and in his very first Nighthawks action wins a face off. Something that's been kind of an Achilles heel for the Hawks as the uh, season has been dragging on, but eight and three, nothing to sneeze at. Not going to complain. And, of course, that great red-hot 6-0 and start. So we're going to have lacrosse on in the background, Albert and myself. L, you had some things. Oh, do you want to go over the standings real quick in the NLL before we start jumping around? Absolutely, yeah. So we'll go over the standings here. With the Bandits, Rock, and Nighthawks formally announced, Buffalo is 10-2. and They're leading the East. The Rock are 10-3. and Nighthawks come in third at 8-3. and The Philadelphia Wings are 5-6. and the Thunderbirds are five and seven. The New York Riptide, who I felt, who I feel ran into some tough luck this year, are three and nine. They've right been now. in some competitive games. Yeah, Georgia Swarm two and seven. Albany Firewolves two and nine. That rounds out the East. Now we have the West. Previously announced, San Diego Seals leading the West at eight and two. We have the Calgary. There's Connor a goal. Fields Connor with a Fields goal with for, with for the Nighthawks. Um, One nothing. We have the Panther City Lacrosse Club at third in the West at seven and five. Saskatchewan Rush five and six. Uh, Colorado Mammoth five and six. Uh, Desert Dogs four and seven. And the Vancouver Warriors rounding out the West at three and nine. And to your point, you know, a tough loss for Halifax this past weekend because as it would stand if the season ended today, it would be the Saskatchewan Rush taking that wild card spot away from Halifax. Yeah, the so, five and six. Again, beauty, beauty of beautiful, beautiful goal by Connor Fields, a minute ten into the game. One nothing Rochester here down in Georgia. You had some other sports updates you wanted to go over to. What do you where do you want to start, my brother? Tell Basically, me. Basically I want to go over the power rankings here in the NBA because I feel like they're doing some dirty stuff with the Knicks. But <laughs> last I looked, March 9th, this was the most recent update I have. When I first did this a couple weeks ago, the Knicks were eighth. So let's see where they okay. are now. Eighth overall? Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, that's not the power rankings. I'm sorry, folks. Bear with me. He's lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, game's getting physical down low already, down by the keepers. Nighthawks ball. Nighthawks ball. And again, folks, all NLL broadcasts, if you have Hulu with ESPN+, Plus, 
If you have that sports package, you can check out NLL Lacrosse Action. Just go to your sports tab, and it'll be there when it's live as the game is starting. Don't expect any pregames or anything like that, um, but we do have a great game action in high definition. Yes. So what are, so you, what are the, you pulling up? The folks, the power rankings for some reason are not pulling up like they used to. Oh, he's um, upset. I'm upset. <laughs> Let me <laughs> All right, so we'll talk uh, why I'm pulling this up here. We'll talk about some of the football moves that occurred. Yeah, we have the, Panthers, the Saints. Panthers trading for the number one pick. Yes. Uh, traded DJ Moore to the Bears. Um, a couple first-round picks in this year and next year, I believe. You think Justin Fields will use him? Do you think DJ Moore makes the passing game a little more legit? I do. Oh, I do. I do feel DJ Moore in Chicago gives Justin Fields another weapon. Yep. Um, here we go. I found it, folks. He found it. I found it. So he's going to skip around on you. <laughs> All right. So let's finish the football, though. Yeah, I got the power it. rankings pulled up. So there's a goal. There's another goal. Two nothing. Nighthawks. Our two Nighthawks. Nothing. If you're local. There you go. <laughs> Connor Fields again. He's I did on fire. say he would have like six goals. He did. He already has two. Nope. Sorry. That was uh, holding to Tony. That was his 25th of the uh, season. Geez. All right. Two nothing. Nighthawks. We're excited. We're sorry. You're going to get interrupted like that throughout the broadcast. So Panthers trading for the number one pick, probably going to go after C.J. Stroud. I would think um, so. Bryce Bryce Young, actually, they say C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback they and do. has jumped to number one. They do. So I think C.J. Stroud ends up in Carolina. I agree with that. He shows me the ability to pass from the pocket yes. already. And another football move is Jalen Ramsey was traded to the Dolphins. I don't have the details on what the Dolphins gave up for Jalen Ramsey. I didn't see that yet um, either. I just saw the headline. But they do have a decent cornerback tandem now in Miami. Yes. Um. So it's going to be tough in the AFC East, especially if Brady decides to come out of retirement and join the Dolphins. Do you think that's going to happen? I do not. I think he's done. He just adopted a kitten for his daughter, and <laughs> I don't think he's going to have time. Did and, he get Giselle anything? No, I don't think so. <laughs> probably not. She's probably already up. up sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we're I didn't just mean kidding, that, Tom. Tom. Don't um, come back. Please stay retired before you start killing Buffalo again. Why you think they would do? Do you think he would help Miami? And help? yes, absolutely. He's a veteran. Um, you know, he had to throw a lot more this year in Tampa Bay than I think he had in a while. Yeah. And he's doing it at, what, 45, 44? How old is he? 45, 45, yeah. So the age that he's doing it at, I mean, he's never had receivers as fast as a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah, he would be. I don't know. I I, I think he'd be fine. I, I think, think he'd, he'd be, be fine. fine, yeah. But so, I still think it's the Bills division to lose. They're making some restructures. Speaking of that, Buffalo re uh, extended Matt Milano, saving six million in cap space. Yep. Um, I saw something that they can open thirty-two million in cap space, Jason, if they restructure Miller and Allen. They yeah. need to restructure their contracts. They open thirty-two million. Derrick Henry's on the trade block for the Titans. That surprises me. That does surprise me, but they could be in rebuild mode, man. Do you really think Buffalo would make a move for Derrick Henry? I do. If they if they have the pieces that the Titans want, I think they they pull the trigger. If not, they're in. They're looking into Jamal Williams, led the league with 17 touchdowns this past season. Jamal would be a good addition to you. I think Jamal would be the cheaper. I don't want to say cheaper because that sounds like you're devaluing Jamal. But you know, as a former as a former Packer. Yeah. And as a, me being a passionate Packer fan, I love Jamal Williams. I think he'd be a really nice addition to the Buffalo Bills. I think he'd be more cost-effective than a Derrick Henry. And I think he got a little more tread on the tires with Jamal because he's never had to take the same beating yep. that Henry's had to take. You have to decide what you want. Derrick Henry, by far, is the bigger name. But at this point in their careers, who gives you more value? A year or two out of Derrick Henry? Or perhaps a guy like Jamal Williams that you can get for three to four before there's no more tread on the tires. I feel like Jamal Williams would be a better option if the Bills went the running back option. But I, this is my key for a couple teams' off seasons here, especially the Bills. I think the Bills need to go out and get another receiver. Um, compliment Diggs. Diggs showed a lot of frustration with the Bills' playoff exits the last couple years because he said, we have the plays, we have the team. Why are we getting eliminated? Why is it not coming together? Davis, to me, my, I had a down year this past year. Gabe Davis? What, yeah, I don't know what happened to Gabe Davis. Um, he didn't really do much. That didn't help Diggs at all. 
Um, Shakir, I think, is going to be solid. But if you get one more piece, like an OBJ or try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins or even Adam Thielen, um, Diggs and Thielen reunion, I think, would be good in Buffalo, too. Mm. But we'll discuss that at a later time once the free agency actually opens up. Well, there's there's another man you haven't mentioned yet. Rogers. I, I, yeah, you avoided him. You avoided the <laughs> boogeyman. Rodgers. And you said basically that you thought this year was Buffalo's division to lose. Yes. If Rodgers becomes a Jet, how much tougher are the New York Jets? They they are tough because I feel like with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, if he comes back healthy. He should. You have a decent quarterback. Yeah, not decent. Let me correct my words there. You have an MVP, <laughs> two-time MVP before this past year uh, that yep. can still sling it. Yep. So, like I told you in our first podcast about the – Packers receivers if he was willing to work with them I think you guys could have won 11 games if he was willing to work with the receivers and get on that path but yeah the Jets would be tough I think they could give the Bills a run for the money for the division I mean as a Packers fan Aaron Rodgers right now is that uh you can't take away what he's done for the organization over over the course of his 17 years there um but at this point based on how that contract was structured He's like that high school girlfriend that she's really pretty, mm-hmm. but you know it's time to get rid of her because she's gonna she's gonna cost you. Yeah. She's gonna cost you somehow. Um, maybe it's a he. Come on, equal opportunity. <laughs> but you know that person's gonna cost you, as attractive as they may seem. And the Jets are obviously willing to uh, make roll moves. the dice on it. It's Rogers' decision to make right now, from what I understand. But. The Jets, you know, it's a big market in New York. If they can have one or two sexy seasons in a row, they now become a desirable place to go play. Yeah, that's how quick it can turn around in New Especially York. Especially if you so get Rodgers in there. I yeah. don't think I don't necessarily think Woody Johnson is not going to get a return on his investment. It's not like you're having a guy that came from Southern California or Southern Florida that now has to suddenly go play in a cold comment. Nighthawks score again, three That's nothing. Three Nighthawks. Connor Fields at second for Connor, Connor Fields. Fields with his second of the night already. Sorry, folks, as we're doing this, play. we're watching the Nighthawk game, so we're going to talk sports randomly. Basically, just have a discussion. Thirty-fifth of the season for Fields. Yes, and I do want to just mention something that we discussed last week's podcast: Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Jones with the contract extension with the Giants and Barkley with that's the official? non Yeah, that's official. Jones is staying in New York. With the non-exclusive franchise tag and so Lamar Jones Jackson. Jones took less money. Uh, they're challenging this, Jason. Georgia's going to challenge the Nighthawks' goal. Uh, They've got know. nothing to lose at this point in life. Uh, last I knew it was official, but I don't know if anything can come official until the league year opens. Yeah, and so Saquon was franchised. Yeah. Okay. And then Lamar Jackson also was franchised. Just yep. to catch you up on some sports that happened. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Knicks were on a nine-game winning streak, but we'll get into that once we talk about basketball. But that's <laughs> all I got for football. Do you got anything on football? Nothing else right now. Just David Carr to the Saints. Yep, David Carr to the Saints on a four-year. Or Derek Carr. I'm sorry, Derek Carr. Wow, I just gave it to his brother. Um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, David. You stay in the booth. Derek, it's, Derek's going to the Saints. And as a uh, Chris Olave fantasy uh, manager – I'm I'm loving it. Oh, that's close. I don't. Then, th- I think that's. A, I'm sorry. We're going back to the Nighthawks game. I don't think that's challenging a goal. on the Chick Connerfield's goal. I think it's inconclusive, though. Yeah, I think so too. I couldn't tell when his toe hit the. Inconclusive blue. means it'll stand. Yeah, before we'll his see. before the ball crossed the line. When did his toe hit the blue? Oh, he's oh, in. Oh, that's close. That's Ooh. really close. I don't know. I'm biased, but Good that's close. inconclusive evidence. Goal stands. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, you had some baseball updates you wanted to go over, too, while we got a minute before we have to take a commercial break. Absolutely. So, like I said, we're probably going to be all over the place with sports, but we'll try to stay consistent. We'll try to not to make this a cluster. <laughs> you could say it. Uh, yeah, that's not a goal. He touched. Oh, that's close. That his left toe hit the blue first. That's close. But um, Yankee news. I think uh, just to talk Yankees. Uh, they're down Rodon to start the season. Yep. And they're down Montas probably for the whole year. Whole year. Yeah, shoulder. Shoulder. Labrum. Yeah, he said he or was rotator. I think it's everything. No everything. ACL damage. Gotcha. Everything. Wow. But um. Rodon, I don't know, left forearm strain, no UCL damage for him. That's who had the UCL issue. Gotcha. Um, No UCL damage for him. So that means it's going to be Cole, Severino, Cortez, 
Schmidt, and probably Herman rounding out the rotation for the first couple months. Jason Dominguez, mm-hmm. I think, makes the roster, and I think Anthony Volpe makes the roster. They Jason, still the team to beat in the AL East. I in do. Your opinion? I do yeah, think, think so. so. They won ninety nine games last year with half the rotation injured. They're going to hit a hundred this year. I think they went one hundred and three. One hundred and three. He said one hundred and three and fifty nine. Wow. Um, don't worry, folks. Baseball starts in a couple weeks. That's we'll good math have, too. Yeah, we'll probably have uh, a baseball preview. Um, probably in the coming weeks. That's up to my. Don't you worry. Co-host here. <laughs> yeah, he forgot what to call me. He was I was like, going to say. Compadre, I meant to Compadre, say. Compadre, yes. <laughs> I don't yes. know. This challenge, right? This play is yeah, under this review taking for forever. A long time, yeah, this might be a goal. Actually, I'm not inconclusive. sure. But I tell you, it's it's good to see these Nighthawks fielding a competitive product and being in this race that is so close. Because there's the ball. That toe touch, though. It's, yeah. Watch this play again, Jay. His toe tap. Toe tap. Mm. Toe tap right here. With his left foot. Where's the ball? Right there. That's a toe tap. Uh, I don't think that's a goal, bro. Uh, that's but, close. But that's the baseball it's news close. I have right we'll now. We'll find out. We'll find we'll, out. We'll stay on here. No significant injuries in baseball right now? No, just, just, uh, just Rodon. Yeah. That's good. How are the new rules going in the uh, spring training? Orioles and Red Sox game actually a couple weeks ago ended on a tie because someone thought they walked, but they ended up striking out. <laughs> Uh, so it just tied the cool the call on the field right now. Here we go. It's a goal. See, inconclusive. I told you that was so close. Bang bang, and that's the beauty of lacrosse. Yeah, we got a three nothing five minutes into this game. I would like to see the five Nighthawks thirty eight seconds ass. into the game. Yes, I would like to see a twenty burger. They need to have one of those games where they just dominate from whistle to whistle. Yep. Uh, coming down the stretch, because again, we finished strong on the schedule. The last three games of the season for the Rochester Nighthawks in the barn, Blue Cross Arena, yep. and uh, our attendance keeps growing a little by little each week. Oh yeah, week. I noticed. Yeah, last week, a little was, bit. A couple weeks ago, it was pretty packed. But that's all the baseball news. Not many injuries to discuss. Manny Machado signing an extension with the Padres when there was rumors he was going to test free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, he's locked up now for eleven years. All these massive contracts. Um, that the Padres are offering all these players. They offer Judge four hundred million. Where are the Where are the Padres getting this money from? They are they one have, of the more richer organizations now. I wonder if they have a decent. Sky's the limit. I'm assuming with them. I don't know what their bank accounts say. Well, but didn't baseball get rid of cap? Yeah, but Manfred's looking into getting a cap. Oh, oh. Another goal for the Nighthawks, 4-0. That's Turner Evans on a feed from Ryan Smith. And the Nighthawks are playing some fluid lacrosse right now. I did say, Jason, that the offensive cohesiveness had to be Ryland Reese. Reese Reese with the goal. Fifth goal of the season. He don't score much. He's a great transitional player, though. Wow. Nice. Did that go five-hole? Yeah, that went underneath the wickets. Nice. That's beauty, and that's a great start for the Nighthawks. And it's one of those games you just have to – I want to see them dominate it from whistle to whistle, especially coming down the stretch. I mean, you know, that's what we can do. Before we take a break, get your computer, pull up the Buffalo Bandits schedule and the Toronto Rock schedule because these are going to be – this is what's going to matter. I think the Bandits and the Rock have to play each other again, and that will be a big game. Elbert's pulling up the schedule now. Buffalo should have five games left, I believe, if my math is correct. 18-game seasons right now. I think the Swarm just pulled the goalie. But Albert's pulling up the uh, schedule. Yep. And we're going to see what the Bandits have left. Because it's going to get intense right now. Hogarth, almost another beauty for the Nighthawks. All right, so the schedule here. Here we go. Bandits now. How many games they got left? They've got the Mammoth coming to Buffalo. And then going to the Seals, yep. San Diego Seals. There's the Rock. There's the Rock. Improving Riptide. Rock again. They got two games against Toronto still. Yes. Wow. And then the Firewolves to close out the season. So that's not necessarily an easy schedule. you got the number one seed in the West and two games against the Rock who are nipping at your heels. Now Albert's going to pull up the Toronto Rock schedule. Well, you know two of the games are Buffalo. Two of the games are Buffalo, so you know that. So who are the other opponents for the Rock who are, what, also 10-3? and Yeah, they're 10-3. and 
10 and yeah, 2. 10 and 3. 10 and Bandits two. are 10 and 2. Rock are 10 and 3. 10 and 3. So the Rock have five games left. Bandits had six. Nighthawks are moving the ball really, really well right now. Yes. Albert's just pulling up Sorry, the Rock schedule. Little technical difficulty. Well, my computer's loading slow for it's some reason. It's loading slow. So All right. So we got the, they got the. Halifax Thunderbirds. Oh, so Halifax has Toronto next week. And then the Albany Firewolves after that. Uh-huh. Then the Bandits. Bandits. Then the Wings. Wings. Then the Bandits again in Ooh, Buffalo. Ooh, baby. And then that's it. That's not an easy schedule either. And if I'm Halifax, I'm like, oh, crap. Because if they lose next week, that's going to be, what, three, four in a row for Halifax? Yeah. Look up Halifax real quick. What's Absolutely. their remaining schedule? Because they're they're struggling. We got another minute here before we have to take a break. All right, let's see here. Score Nighthawks five nothing. The Nighthawks folks are just absolutely spanking that baby. And that's Connor Fields with a hattie already. Just kidding. Not spanking the baby. <laughs> but they're rocking it to sleep. If yeah. you're a, if you're a Swarm fan. <laughs> Connor Fields with his third of the night already. I did. I could be close to that six tonight, Jay. You could be. What's going on, computer? Just, yeah, there you go. Albert's having a big fat thumbs. He's fat fingering it <laughs> all the way. Connor Fields, 36 of the season, third of the game. Still 643 left in the first quarter. Oh, I expect three more. Five votes. nothing Nighthawks. And on pace for that 20 burger I that did, you yeah. wanted. I want it too. I want to see the Nighthawks send a statement to the league. And this may, in fact, oh, nice save by Hartley. This right, may, in Jay. fact, be the biggest lead the Nighthawks have had all season. Five nothing. Five. Yeah, I've never well, seen. Well, no, just up. a five goal deficit. Yeah. All right, here we go, Halifax. So we have the they have the Rock, the Rock. Then they have the Wings. Yep. To finish out March the and swarm. then April Swarm, Rush, Riptide, and Swarm. That's a tough schedule too because the Riptide are on the up and up. Saskatchewan's battling for that wild card spot. And I can't imagine the Georgia Swarm are just going to go quietly. But that's what we've got for what's going on. So, yes. Albert and I, we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. We're doing it to you. We're giving it to you, I should say, live during the Nighthawks lacrosse game. Nighthawks versus the Georgia Swarm with a little under. Oh, Georgia just scored. It's five to one. On that note, we're taking a commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. We're going to get into some of the NBA power rankings, Albert's little favorite uh, topic here. He's a big New York Knicks fan. I'm a big Mavericks fan. So as the uh, March gets underway, we also it's, – it's Selection Sunday. I it is, yes. about that. So uh, we'll see. Duke you're... good under Shire, first year, 26-8. Yeah. I guess, I guess. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. But back to the NBA power rankings. Albert, hit us with it as the playoffs draw near most teams anywhere between 55 and 60 yep. games in, sometimes more. Hit us with it. What do we got? So, number one, we have the Bucks at 46 and 18. Woo. Their offensive rating is 113.4, 109.6 points allowed per game. Um, pace is 101, which puts them in 11th for the rankings. Uh, the Bucks rank in the top two and three of the four factors on defense. Um, so they're solid all around. You got Drew Holiday and Javon Carter um, to force turnovers. Um, their next three games are Orlando, Brooklyn, and Warriors. Like I said, this was based on the sixth or the ninth of March. So a couple of these games probably could have already been played. Um, then we have number two, the Denver Nuggets at forty-five and nineteen. Uh, they're trending upwards. Their offensive rating is 117.6, number two in the league. Defensive is 113 points per game, 12th in the league. Um, and they're on pace to have 99.1, which would put them 20th. Um, their next three games are the Raptors, Bulls, Spurs. Well, four games, I'm sorry. Raptors, Bulls, Spurs, and Nets. Um, so those are a couple. So here's my favorite out of the East. You're about to say them. The Boston Celtics are trending downwards, though. At I don't buy it. 20. Nope. Um, offensive rating, 116.7, puts them at third in scoring in the league. Defensive rating, 111.3, puts them fourth. And they're on pace for 99.2, which puts them 18th. Their next couple games are the Cavs, Blazers, and Hawks. Number four, we have the 76ers at 41 and 22. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they stayed even. Um, there's no trending up or trending down for them, but based on their record, I would have to say they're trending down. Um, offensive rating, 116.1, um, seventh in the league, eighth in the league defensively at 112.2, um, pays for 97.8, puts them at 26th. It's going to be um, them and the Celtics in the East finals. Yep. In my opinion. Nice save, Hartley. Uh, Pacers, Wolves, Blazers, and Wizards, the next four. And here are my New York Knicks, number five. That nine-game winning streak moved them from eight to five. And you so were mentioned. trending up. I was a little concerned at first. I'm not going to lie. You had some concern on the last time we did the power rankings. You had them trending downwards, but they said enough of that. We got Josh Hart. Yeah. We're we're 9 and 0 with Josh Hart. Now we're 9 and 3. They had a real good <laughs> run there. Real yes. real real good run. And uh so you can't deny them that. Nope. And they have the Hornets and Clippers and Cl- Hornets, Kings, Clippers and Lakers, but they lost all. They play the Lakers tonight. So they lost those three out of the four games already. Did they really? Yes. Oh, so they're boy. trending downwards, in my opinion. But based on these rankings, they're trending upwards. They're going to make the playoffs. They though? are going to make the playoffs. They're the sixth seed right now. Um, so I don't think they're going anywhere. Number six, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers at forty and twenty-six. Okay. Phoenix Suns at number seven, trending up. Nice. Um, we have the Suns Sacramento. doing better with Durant. Yep. Um, and he's actually out for a couple weeks though. Go figure. Yep, he's injured again. Go, Go figure, figure with Durant. Made out um, of glass. And then you have Kings at number eight, 37 and 26. Give it up for um, Mike Brown over there in Sacramento doing his thing. Um, we have the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. He got yeah. in some trouble with that gun in the What is Ja thinking? I have no idea. Young and dumb. Um, uh, trending down, obviously, without one of their top scorers and defensive players. We have the Golden State Warriors ranked 10th. They have trended up since our last power rankings, James, if you remember. Yes, they, they have. They were down a little bit. They um, were. Yeah, I'm going to do 15, so I got four or five more here. We got the Wolves at number 11. They're trending upwards at 34 and 32. Okay. Um, we have the Clippers trending downwards at 34 and 33. Okay. Um, we have the Dallas Mavericks at 13th, trending down. Basically a 500 team. Yes. There, it hasn't came together yet with Kyrie and well, uh, the other night they had 82 combined. Yeah, so. that got them the win in that game that you were nervous about. If yep. you remember, you texted yep. me. I was like, oh, boy, we're winning by like 20. Oh, no, we're down by six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just very Nighthawks interesting. are getting sloppy here with the ball. They really are. They got to wake up. You got to wake up. Um, it's been number, a dominant first quarter so far for yep, the Hawks. Five to one. That's impressive. I'll take that all day to the bank. Um, Brooklyn Nets, number 14, and rounding out the top 15. That's all I want to do. I don't want to do any more than that, um, is the Miami Heat. Okay. Um, so out of the East, you have the 76ers and uh, Celtics. I think the Celtics and 76ers, yeah, no doubt. The West, I'm a little more wide open on the West. Like, I can see the Mavericks catching fire and making a run. I'm biased as hell. Yeah. But I could see it being the Mavs and Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. So you could see the Celtics and Mavs making the championship? Yes, I can. Well, the Mavs just have to get hot with Doncic and Kyrie. But I could, like also, I could also see Sixers and Nuggets. Yep. But no, to your point. Oh, I was going to say, if Dawson scores again. But, you know, doing his thing. I think Luca brought it up really well the last week when they lost that one game. It has to do with defense, and they're yeah. not playing a lot of good defense. Not at all. You Hardly know, he, on his belly there for that save. Hardly's an animal. He is. And again, the goalkeeping, just to just to give it credit, has really stepped up in this league. And Hartley's, I didn't know where that pass was going at Me first. neither. I'm not going to lie. Hartley's given up one goal in the first 15 minutes here. And in lacrosse, you're going to get a shot or two almost every possession. You should if you're a good team. Ryan, Ryan Smith, Smith with making a beauty. What a beauty, Ryan Smith. What Sorry, a, I went soccer that's there for okay. a second. <laughs> that's okay. We don't care. 6-1 Nighthawks, Ryan Smith towards the end of the first period, or first quarter, I should say, 18.8 seconds left. 6-1 Nighthawks, just a beautiful little hezzy by Ryan. 
gets the defender to bite and then goes over the uh, weak side, non-stick hand of the goalie, Dobson. Six goals Beautiful. has to be the most in a period for the Nighthawks this year, it's isn't up it, so there. far? It's up there. Yeah. But Ryan Smith, his 22nd of the season, and he drops a lot of dimes, too. One lone Nighthawk fan behind the Nighthawks bench. Good on you for making that trip down to Georgia. Jesus. So Absolutely. Well, Probably well, enjoying some of the warm weather, too. Right. And so what do you think over under? We don't talk. We don't give the NHL enough uh, enough uh, yeah. exposure here on this. You know, the, the Sabres, they're bipolar. They come and they go. Yeah, it's they, a mess. They had it for a second, but then they just got lit up lit Thursday up. night. Ten to four, I think it was. I actually got. Do- oh, and a long range goal for Georgia. Six to two. All right, let's pull up those. Yeah. So the Nighthawks, oh, the Nighthawks, the Sabres were in the second wild card spot as of a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it has absolutely fallen apart for them. Just lost to the Rangers in overtime last night. Yep. Uh, let's look at the standings real Overtime quick. loss, you get a point. Yep, you get a point. Yep. That's not going to do it. Yeah, with their stretch, they've dropped to sixth in the wild card. Sixth in the wild and card. And they were second. And they're on a uh, overtime loss streak, one. So yeah. They're, they're, but in their last they're four ten, they're, five, they're four, five, and one. Yeah. And so if you look at some of those teams, that's going to be a tough task. I mean, you got the Penguins there, 76 points. So you're now seven points behind the Penguins and seven points behind the Islanders. That's no good. Two wins, two losses separate them from second, though. So yep, if the Islanders yep. can lose a few here and the uh, Sabres can win a couple, they could be right back in that second seed. It's a young and exciting team, but I think they need goalkeeping and they need some defense. I, I don't think with that stretch that just went on, I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think there's enough games left for them to make another run here. Yeah, what's but left I'm on their schedule? Let's, see, let's, what, let's see. see what they got left. How many points are left on the board? Because they're going to need them. Yeah, they're going to need every single point here. Pulling it up. All right. So here's March. So the last, so they play the uh, Maple Leafs tomorrow. Yep. They're at the Capitals on on the road this whole week. Yep. And then the Sixers, Sixers. the Flyers on the on Friday the seventeenth. Then they're home for the Bruins, who just clinched the playoff spot with 50 wins. Yep. They're on pace for 62 or 63. Son. So there's nine games Crazy. left in March. Yep. What do they got in April? You know they got a few in April. Absolutely. Let's nine games left in March. April, they start off on April 1st, April Fool's Day against the Sixers, the I mean the Flyers. <laughs> um, and then uh, they have a couple days off. And then the Panthers. Um, and then the Red Wings on the sixth. Yep. Um, the Hurricanes so on the eighth. Eight games, nine games so far in April. And then the Rangers, Devils. So it looks like nine and nine. Eighteen. And yeah. Eighteen games left. So you you could do it. You could definitely yeah. do it if you're them. But they're gonna have to really hunker. They down. need to. So the eighteen games left. They gotta go at least fourteen and four. I would say. Mm-hmm. To get them into those second wild, the second wild card, they need to go fourteen and four in that stretch. Um, Tage Thompson just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Um, I don't dis- need to I, keep doing what he's doing. I don't disagree with that. Second quarter about to start here. Nighthawks six, Georgia two. Second quarter of 15-minute action here for the Nighthawks. Yeah, and as uh, we're coming live with the Nighthawks game, you know, we're just excited about the Nighthawks, like Jason keeps reiterating, too. Solid team this year. Um Dan Carey's doing his thing to get this team back to its, uh, you know. Well, it's competitive. Promised again. land. Yep. You know, I mean, eight and three. Do they win a championship itself. this year? I'm still optimistic. I don't know. They can I, play for one. They for can sure. play for one. Yes, but because they win? well, they've beaten two of the best teams in the league, Buffalo and Toronto. They split. Yep. They split their two game stretches with those two teams, and that gets you to a. Yes. There's there we go. Goal, Holden Katoni. Holden Katoni, number two of the day. Seven to two Nighthawks. But they can. They can certainly flirt for a title this year. Gotta make the tournament. Of course, that's first yeah. and foremost. Gotta make the tournament. But they can certainly flirt for a title. I mean, they beat Buffalo, they beat Toronto, they split. Toronto only beat them by one. Yeah. What did Buffalo beat the Nighthawks by? It was a what, ten to seven or something like that. It was a low scoring game. Twelve to twelve to seven, I 12 thought to it was. Seven, we had a couple like goals that. called back on us. Uh thirteen to ten. Thirteen to ten, I'm yeah. In my mind. But uh, yeah, I got it pulled so, up here. I can always go back and look. It's just one of those things. 
I think they're showing that they could play with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, JT, our guy JT, who sits behind us for the season tickets there, he came down to Hamilton too. And so he and I were sitting together at halftime just shooting the breeze. And, you know, he kind of mentioned that no one really scares us. And I don't think we should be scared of anybody. I nope. mean, we've shown we could we shown we could beat Buffalo, we could beat Toronto, we could beat Halifax. I think with that being said, I think the East is where it's at. No disrespect to the West. Um, oh, the East are winning the championship, that's for sure. Someone I think so. out of the East. I think the championship resides in the East. We've got three really, really good teams. And I just I, I don't know. No again, no disrespect to the West, but thirteen to ten. <sighs> yep, March uh February fourth. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough game. That's a tough one. You, uh, I was texting you. I were, I was bowling, and you said there was a few goals called back when we did the three podcast. of them actually, yeah. three of them. So that game could have either went into overtime, or we could have been leading, depending on the circumstances. Because if those three goals stand, who knows how that game turns out? Yeah, absolutely, it goes to overtime, and you just never know. There's a goal by Georgia. All right, so the Nighthawks defensively, people here are getting a kind of lackadaisical. In my opinion, they're not as physical as they were to start the game. Couple loose balls there. Couple it's still loose seven balls, to three yeah. Nighthawks. Seven to three Nighthawks, but Nighthawk Lacrosse is on a game of runs, so you don't want the Georgia Swarm to feel like they could get back in this game. Right, but if the in Talbert's point, if the Nighthawks go on a two to three goal run right now, oh, it's so not they, over, they, not but, over, but the gap widens. Yep. Yeah, that was a bullet. That was a sniper. Georgia, two out of their three goals have been from long distance. So I don't know if Hartley's getting blocked out. Might be getting screened up a little bit. Yeah, or if they're just nailing the perfect spot. Not sure. Not sure. But I'm not sure either. But again, seven it's, to a, three. it's a fast-paced game, and it's coming down to the stretch here run for these teams. And Georgia, at this point, just trying to play a spoiler at two and seven. Not really likely that they're going to make a playoff oh, they run. They've won two in a row then. Though. However, they've got nine games left. I think they've got some of the most games left on the schedule. There's another goal for Georgia, and it's 7-4 to four now, Nighthawks. As Jackson. Is that Kyle Jackson? No. Shane Jackson. His 16th of the year. But this is lacrosse. These teams yeah. can go on runs. It's kind of like basketball where you can get hot. You can catch a run of anywhere from two to six, seven goals. Um, so it's never over. There's a lot of parity in this league. And even the teams with the bad records, you know, two and seven, three and nine, they're playing competitive lacrosse. They're losing a couple games by one, two goals yeah. here and there. And uh, so we've definitely seen in our years watching this sport, things uh, happen quickly over just a couple seconds. There is a ah, – Can't win face-offs Can't win face-offs. The new kid, he started out good. I think it's Frost is his name local guy but again the Nighthawks we need these extra possessions because when you just give up a goal the last thing you want to do is give up another quick one there's another loose ball to Georgia Jackson with a backhander yeah he was trying to do the okie doke trying to get a little cute there but I don't mind it I don't mind it so, I mean, as we sit here, again, it's Selection Sunday, NCAA tournament coming up. You doing brackets or anything? I am doing brackets. I am in that tournament. That's what was popping up on my computer here was the chat that I'm in for that. Ah. Uh, my buddy Ray Ashworth um, does it every year. Gotcha. Um, that should be a goal. No, nope, that was a bad release. And that's wide open. That's a fast break goal. Nope, nope that's a bad release there, too. Oh, oh that's tripping. No call, they don't call no them across. Not often. Not often. <laughs> All right. Let's actually talk about the bracket while I have it up here. Yeah. Bracketology. Let's see. Let's go over bracketology. Let's see. Because typically we might be watching basketball, but it's a Sunday for lacrosse. First team out is Oklahoma State, Ooh. according to bracketology. Okay. Um, top overall seed is Alabama. Yeah. And the last team in is going to be Arizona State. Wait, Alabama, the number one seed? Like the overall number one seed, yes. Wow. What happened to Houston? Uh, last four buys are Boise State, Providence, Utah State, and Mississippi State. Mm. They're on the bubble. Uh, last four in are Rutgers, Pittsburgh, NC State, oh, and Georgia Arizona State. Again. Uh, Georgia is absolutely coming on fire right now. Um, if I'm hazing, I don't know how many timeouts you get in lacrosse, but I would probably call timeout and try to regroup. Well, seven to five. Um, first four out are Oklahoma State, Clemson, Vanderbilt, and Nevada. Mm. Uh, next four out are Wisconsin, North Carolina, who's had an awful year for being a defending 
champ. Yeah. Who are the four number ones? Uh, four does number it, ones. We'll go down here. Does it say who they would be? Kansas, Kansas? Alabama, Houston, yep, they're there. Purdue. And Purdue. That's four of them. Out. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And they got right. Duke facing Furman. Look at that. Another face-off loss. What the hell? Uh, Jay, if they score here, it's a game. It is. Oh, Again. it's a game right now. 7-5, sure to five. Seven it's a game. 7-5, yeah. It's a game, and the home team has momentum. And that's the other thing about the NLL. The home team, they can build momentum real quick. It's not one of those leagues where away teams' fans travel too often. So that's why it's kind of special when we play against the Buffalo Bandits and whatnot, and they play against us. There's another goal for Georgia, and it is to 7-6. And so the Nighthawks need to wake up a little bit here. It was five nothing at one point. It is now seven to six. Yeah, it's six to two. Outscored uh, Georgia to the Hawks. Yeah, not good. And how did that go in when it was on the opposite side? Of, oh, it did bounce through and hit the top of the net. I guess so. The inside of the net. Wow. Yeah, that was in. Wow. Nice goal. Nothing worth. Uh... So all it has to do is hit the inside of the net across the line. It doesn't actually have to go all the way to the back of the net. Right. In lacrosse. Right. Which I knew. I just thought that bounced out the way I was looking hey, at that. Hey, a face-off win Let's for get Nighthawks. a goal here, Nighthawks. <clears throat> Let's. Oh, no, a turnover. What is going on? Playing sloppy. And this is kind of what happened in Hamilton last weekend. They had a nice little lead. They got a little too comfortable. They started playing sloppy. If they score here, Jay. Well, That's the score here today is four unanswered. And there it is. It's 7-7 seven, seven, Georgia. Wow. And all of a sudden, Hartley is leaking like a sieve. Wow. It was 5-1 to one going into this, so they have scored six goals in less than five minutes. No, it's 5-2. to two. I'm sorry. 5-2 to two coming into this score. Yeah, because they scored with 3.3 <laughs> left in the uh, yep. first, got yep. them their second goal. Well, Jay, watching this, what's going on with this? These are all bombs, a lot of them, from the outside. The guy, is he, he's getting screened. Something. Something. Leaking like a sieve, like he said. Leaking like a sieve, folks. Here, like here we sieve. are doing a live reaction to the Nighthawk game, which I thought would be cool. Jason mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So here we are. We talked a little sports. We're watching Nighthawks, and I'm trying to think of any other things I want to mention um, while we're on the mic, but... Hartley, did Hartley just get pulled? Hartley just got pulled. That's just a mental check. Guarantee you he's going back in, but they just put Hutchcraft in. Yeah, that's a mental check, or they're rolling with someone else. No, I can't imagine you're benching Hartley at this point in the game for what he's been doing. He has a tendency to settle down. But sometimes you got to smack him around a little bit. And by smack him around well, a little Hutchcraft bit, I mean pull him. Could give the Georgia Swarm the lead right here. He could. He's the he's the backup <clears throat> for a reason. Not saying he's a bad goalie. Um, he's just a backup for the reason for a reason. And suddenly Georgia looks like the better ball club, and that's not good for the Nighthawks. They're looking like the eight and two, eight and three team right now. Yeah. Instead of two and seven. Although they did win two in a row, Jason, because if you did. remember, they, they were did. 0-7. And they beat Albany 20-4. to Yeah, they exploded that game. We that were at that the was Nighthawk, their first yeah. win. And it was a big surprise that they started the season so poorly. It's another save. But see, the Nighthawks right now can't get any rebounds. And this is going to be a... They can't get those extra shots, that extra possession. And Georgia looks really fluid on offense right now, dude. Yeah, it's it's looking like the Halifax game when we were up sixteen to nine and ended up making it sixteen fourteen. Yeah, we got lackadaisical. I think we were up five to one. That's when you put the pedal to the metal. The biggest challenge in lacrosse is not to be the team that gives up runs. Yeah, and they just gave up a six to one run or a six to two run. Let me look at this here real quick. See what the scoring is for this period. I think it's uh I think it's five to two. Come on, Fieldsy. Connor Fields rips yeah, a shot. There he scores. Is. There's a goal. Nighthawks up eight Connor to seven. Connor Fields with four. Eight to seven. Eight to seven right now. Fourth four. of the night for Fields. Yep, fourth of the night for Fields. He's on pace for eight. <laughs> Still a lot of time left. Still a lot of time left. Seven get... is hard to do. Yeah, uh, Teat's got there. Teat almost got there. Almost. Jeff Teat of the New York six. Riptide, by the way, for 
non-big lacrosse fans here. We're just trying to get the people that don't really watch lacrosse into it. If you're listening locally in Rochester, come check out a game. You will not be disappointed. It it was a great time. I remember when my uncle Kevin took me to the first game ever. Um, It was a great game. I got I fell in love with it. John took me to a couple. You took me to one. I hey, think. Win and on we the sat up off. in the behind one of the goal goals. Yeah, that was that in was the John fun. Grant days. Yep, that was fun. So yeah, come check it out. Uh, Hawks with the ball right now. It's a great time. Fieldsy Here's again. Fields oh, blasted. good save. Good, good save. save. Oh, Fieldsy. He's, uh, he's fair game right there if he steps that far out. Yeah, he is. Turned over, Nighthawks ball. Come on. Nope. All right. Reset. Regroup. Yeah, I like it. 20 though. seconds on the shot clock here. You start with 25 and 30. Lacro- 30 and lacrosse. Sorry. My bad. I don't know Come stuff. On. <laughs> Makes me crazy, though, when they start turning the ball over. Hold a good Tony with a goal. Tony. Nine-to-seven, two-goal run right now. Little two-goal run. Now we're putting the pedal to the metal again. This one could be high scoring. Uh, This game could be 20-15. to That's a hat trick for Katoni. It's 27th of the season, third of the game. So, literally, it's Fields Fields and and Katoni. Sounds like a law firm. Yeah. The law firm of (laughs) Katoni and Fields. There we go. Sounds better that way. Boom, nice, nice. That was a ripper, too, from long distance. Although Katoni has arguably the hardest shot in the NLL. When he could load up. He's, he's been on the team for a couple years now, right? Three, four three, years? Three, yeah, he, yeah. He's well over 100 when he shoots. Yep. That's coming at you fast. That's Gavin Pruitt, by that the way. Gab, the coach yeah, that was the, Prout. You're not watching, but yeah. Prout? Oh, Prout. I thought it was Just Prout. Prout. Like, pout with Prout. Prout? Oh. Yeah. And there's your TV timeout. So, with that being said, Al, why don't you and I take a TV timeout? Absolutely. We'll grab other beers. And thank you to listening. Uh, thank you. Thank you to listening. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. We're going to take a break. We'll be right Absolutely. back. Words are hard, folks, sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> it's hard. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. We're uh, watching the Rochester Nighthawks live as we do this podcast. It just went to halftime. Nighthawks are up 12 to 8. Nice little five to one run there after it was tied up at seven. Before we left you guys for the break, we started talking a little bit about the NCAA March Madness that's coming up today. Of course, is Selection Sunday. And I don't know what time does that show start, L6? Six or seven, I believe. Something like that. So we're not too far away from Selection Sunday. There's a couple, you know, mock brackets that have already been kind of put in place based on what some of the experts' standings think they are. Albert and I are going to try to rub our crystal ball and give you maybe what we think could be. Of course, every year it seems like there's 12s that upset 7s, or Mm -hmm. 5s, I should say. And then we're going to try to give you a little bit of what we think our final four might look like. So, Albert, looking at some of this right now, and again, the bracket isn't finalized yet. Who are some teams... Let's not just go. Let's not go with specific seedings like a twelve or a thirteen yeah. or anything like that. But who are some of these lower seeds as of right now? As the experts try to put these mock brackets together, that you think can make some noise and win a game or two, possibly make it to the Sweet Sixteen. All right, that is a good question. So sorry, folks. I'm just doing some research on this. Uh, not official bracket, but what Jason said, what experts think could happen. Um, you said lower seeds. So you're lower seeds. So 16. anything anything lower than an eight. Or eight or lower, we'll say. Eight or lower. Okay. Eight or lower. So starting in the east, you know. Uh, east, I mean, okay. East of New York. I mean, to me, Illinois, they could be one of those dark horses that make some noise, possibly make it to a Sweet 16. Mississippi they've, State's pretty good. Mississippi I can see State, them they've gone winning a couple. Right, tougher conferences. Um, over on the other side, what is that, the West? Yep. Let's Vegas see, bracket. let's see, let's see who they got over there if the season was ending right They got now. Iona. Iona could win a game or two. I don't think they're beating UConn, though. I don't think so either. Yeah, so Oral Roberts? Nope. No. West Virginia, maybe. Iowa, maybe. UNC Asheville, no. Nope. Princeton, maybe? Nah. No. They play that so board. I would say Rutgers or Pittsburgh. Make Depending a noise. on the winner of that playing game. 
Right. Um, it, they could win a game or two. And again, Pittsburgh's none of this is official yet, folks. None of this is official. But now we're scrolling up a little bit, and we're getting into the uh, South, the South, and the Midwest. That's so. the Duke. Nope. Duke's down in the east. Again, okay. I'm high on the Big Ten this year because I saw them beat each other up quite a bit this year. Penn State, if Penn State were to get a nine seed, they could certainly make it to the Sweet 16, possibly. They'd have to the get Midwest Conference. Yeah, they'd have to probably get through Kansas, which would make that really, really tough, so probably not. I think Providence um, in the east or the south bracket could make some noise. Yeah. Let me click on them. Not false there. They are 21 and 11, so they have a decent record. They're on a three-game losing streak to end the Oops. season, though. <laughs> so that that could bode trouble for where they're seated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see them possibly winning a game or two. It all depends on Selection Sunday and where they put these teams. Right. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth University is – normally good for a win or two right and that could be a play-in game yep that is actually is it nope no no vcu's yeah vcu's uh already in the tournament never mind never mind so 27 and 7 okay good record yeah but if you had to pick a final four right now looking at this bracket who would it be you know i always go with the number ones and that gets me killed you know yeah because you you really can't do that I got to be honest with you. I think John Shire done great things with Duke. I can see them making the final four. Wow. Um, I can see Xavier out of the Midwest coming out of that conference. Mm. I can see Gonzaga in the South Conference. And I can see UCLA out of the West. Yeah, I'll tell you who I like right now. If you go to that start, stay stay in the east and west for a second. Okay. As I'm just looking, like you picked Duke. Yeah, I'm always a Duke fan. Yeah, Duke I know, guy. I know you are. You <laughs> you crazy. I I really do like Purdue in this conference. Um, if you go over to the west, I kind of agree with you. I think UCLA could do it. I also think Kansas State could be a mm-hmm. problem. Um, if you scroll up for me, Absolutely. looking over here in the south, I kind of like Texas. I think if you look at what their bracket looks like in that Denver and Des Moines um, area of the bracket, again, these these seedings aren't finalized, but I like Texas, obviously, over Colgate, assuming they get the two seed and Colgate's the 15. Again, this is all projections right now. I don't see a 7 or a 10 beating Texas. And if you go to the top side of that bracket that they would be in, who they'd face off against, assuming it was Gonzaga at the three seed and then assuming Gonzaga made it that far, mm-hmm. I like Texas beating Gonzaga in the Elite Eight making it to the Final Four. Um, in the Midwest, I got to go Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. It's all Kansas over there. They're yeah. the number one seed. That by far, to me, is the best team in the Midwest. It's, again, assuming these are all finalized that way. 27 and 7. Yep, record. 27 and 7. And again, one of the better teams, experienced coaches, experienced players. I like Kansas. Yep. So that, that would be my final four prospects. So you got Kansas. Kansas, Texas. I'm going to say UCLA. And then, and then I'm going to say Purdue. Okay. So two, two ones and two twos, uh, unfortunately. But. You know, to your point, if you pick all number ones, you usually get burned. It's hard to pick upsets. I'm going to be honest with you. I try to pick the upsets when I look at the bracket because I look at the bracket hard on ESPN. And I, when I, money's involved, I focus hard. <laughs> when I used to do the newspaper, I just I used to go by the teams I think should win. Yeah. Um, but now I actually focus in on it and figure out who I think could upset, but I can't pick any of these upsets. So I play it like Super Bowl squares, and I need to print this up, but I'll show you what I've got cooking. Hold on. Let me let me find it here. But basically, we love this. My old daycare lady does it every year, and it's just basically a uh, NCAA bracket, almost like Super Bowl squares with like those final numbers and everything, and i got to turn my printer on so I can print this up. But my winning numbers, let me see if I could find them. So let's see, winning team on top, losing team on the side. So like in round one, the winning team has to end in three, losing team end in zero. Round two, winning team four, losing team six. Round three, winning team zero, losing team eight. You get the point. And then each round, the prize money goes up. So 
And round one, each game you win is 50 bucks. Round two, it's 100. Round three, it's 200. Round four, it's 400. Round five, it's 800. 2000. Round 16, or round six, I should say, my bad, is $2,000. That's a championship game. Jeez. They're paying out 1600 each round. Damn. Yep. That so, is crazy. So hold your beanies here. The Nighthawks game, it's halftime. They're showing the stats. 27 shots on goal roster, 28 Georgia. Nine faceoffs won That's for Rochester. For 12 for Georgia. That is pretty good for the Nighthawks. Turnovers, uh, 50, 20 assists to 15, 35 loose balls. But, again, doubling Georgia up on turnovers, 13 to 7. That is not good. Got to get away from that. We've got somebody coming down the stairs. We got Jacob Jake. coming down, watching the Jacob oh, look at North. This. He bought some Number new lacrosse three. gloves. You got some new lacrosse gloves, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What's the score? 12, it's to, 12 eight. to 8. You want to join us for the – Who's winning? Nighthawks. Nighthawks. I said Georgia. Wow. Let I'm me see those. Going. Let me see those gloves, son. My son plays lacrosse for his school team, and he's got some warrior lacrosse gloves. He's got little hands, though. I will say, say hi to this. the people, Jake. You got little hands, son. <laughs> I can't even wear your gloves, son. Oh, maybe I can. Oh, yeah. That's why you got to take them off when you Kanye get Kanye West? Fight. That's Carl. That's Carl. Carl? Who's Carl? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Stuck in my hand. Carl there you go. Get out of the way oh. of the TV, boy. Are you ready for your lacrosse season? Practice starts tomorrow. I don't have shoes. Mom won't let me wear my Yeezys. Why would you do that? They told me to wear beaters. They're beaten. They're beaten, but they're not good for sports. No, they're not. They're not. He's crazy, folks. You should they're wear not. cleats, bro. They're not. No, well, inside. they're inside. Oh. They're inside. So, anyway, what were we talking about? We were Jake talking about down? the bracket. Oh yeah, we were. We were. So, I don't know. I guess that's save the bees. That's his best shirt. That's my that's my two cents on the NCAA. Like I, I really didn't get a chance to pay attention to it as much this year as I'd like. You know, my passion lies in football, NFL football, and uh, of course NLL lacrosse. Love my baseball, love my basketball. So, but you know, with the college, with Syracuse, Syracuse didn't even make it. Yeah, I mean, Syracuse didn't even make no, the tournament at no, all. Not maybe, even in the projection. No, maybe NIT. Who knows? Yeah. Bayheim did not go out on a good note. Nope, he said goodbye, so I'm thinking they didn't make anything, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know what the records have to be for the NIT, but I I, don't, I really don't know how it works. But before we go, last week in the UFC, it was UFC, I believe, 285. Yep. John Bones Jones made his return after a three-year hiatus due to PEDs and whatever. Doing bad things. He choked out Cyril Gunn in like the first 90 seconds of round one. I was over at, uh, again, I was in Canada last weekend hanging out with the Gordons. Jay got the fight. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing for Cyril Gunn that a guy that hasn't been in the octagon in three years just sort of choked you out. Otherwise, it was a great fight card. You're pulling it up right now. Most of these fights are going three, four rounds, as you can see. That was a good fight, too, Valentina, Shevchenko, and Alexa Grasso. And Alexa Grasso got the win with submission. But Wait, that Why did they have submission under – oh, okay. He did. He got choked out. He got choked out. By Bones, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Oh, so they say who – Yeah. The law method, submission. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can see. That was a good fight. Jeff Neal, Ramonov, Maybe. That was a decent fight. I mean, the whole card was good. But John Bones Jones, I mean, to me, that just solidifies his greatness. Yeah, I he's mean, pretty good still. He comes in with what looks like a small little beer gut, and he just dominated Cyril Gunn, just dominated him. I don't think he got hit not one time. And he basically put him in a front choke lock and squeezed the life right out of him. Um, I don't know, over-under, is, is John Jones... Is John Bones Jones back? Is he going to defend? Now he just took his title back because he had to vacate it when he got in trouble. Yeah. So now he's the champion. You've got these people that are bitching about it, saying he doesn't deserve that title shot. But, again, he's the guy that vacated it. 
I understand how much time went by, but then he came back after that uh, after that hiatus. Yeah, and absolutely basically choked out the opponent. Dominated a guy. Yeah, it hasn't taken any time off. So does that speak to his greatness? It does. If you can take three years off for circumstances and exercising demons, and come back and choke out somebody in a first round submission. Took two minutes and four seconds. Two minutes, four here. seconds. Yeah. Gon yeah. had one loss in his UFC career. I think 11 and one is what he was. Yeah. Um, that... John Bones Jones now 30 and one, I believe, is yep. what his record will be. Um, so he's had a lot of UFC fights. 27. So 28 and one is what his record will be. He's had a lot of fights. Now he has to defend it. He took very minimal damage. How soon do you think before he has to defend that? Within the next six months? I would say within the next six months, maybe the big card. Maybe yeah. the next big card. Yeah. Um, they would have him defend it. I don't think you can keep him on the hiatus or the bench. No. You got to have him defend. If he wants to prove his greatness, he needs to defend it any time that Dana White asks him to, basically. Because I believe it's Dana White that schedules all these and sets these all up and right. promotes them. And again, with him not taking any damage, you can set up a next one like yeah. now as far as I'm concerned. I don't concerned. know what the next one is. Let me see if Google shows me. Check it out. It'll be UFC 286. 286. Oh, yeah. It goes in order. Duh. Yes, it does. Oh, they got a fight card out for it already? Come on. Edwards versus Usman the third. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good so one. They won't... I was at Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. working during these first two. What's the date on this? Because they won't have that on the same card. There's no way in hell. March Oh, that's Saturday. next Saturday. Yep. 5 yeah. p.m. Oh, uh, Georgia, Georgia just scored. Goal. So 12-8 or 12-9, I'm sorry. That was Lyle Thompson, I'm assuming, again. Yep, yep. Arguably the Jordan of lacrosse, but Jeff Teed has something to say about that now. So who else we got? Just Justin Gaithia. Justin Gaith, yeah, Gaithja versus Fiziov. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarina. Uh, Barbarina. Jennifer Miha versus Casey O'Neill. This one versus Roman. Not a bad Lipsy. card. Not a bad card. He's but from Georgia. Last week's card was really, really good. So is that the country of Georgia or the state? The country, the, <laughs> come on. So you think John Bones Jones will be defending that within the next six months? I, I say, would say within the next six months. I say three to four. A, yeah, they already have Usman and Edwards on this one. It's not going to be the same card. No, I have seen not. cards where they have had multiple championships defended. But sure, I can't see them doing it on the first card. No. Ah, uh, that's cross-checking. Oh, we got a foul on Rochester coming up here. I want to say sl either slashing or cross-checking. Uh, it's on Gilray, looks like. No, maybe not. But I would say within the next six months, he could defend it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Holding well, the stick. Well, folks, I'll say this. This is uh, Albert and I are going to enjoy the second half of this Nighthawks game and uh, hope the Nighthawks can handle business here and lock up the win. This has been the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. If you like the podcast, please like it, share it. Uh, Anchor is actually, I forgot to tell you this, Anchor has changed. It's now Spotify yes. for podcasters. Yes. So pardon the ad there. It still says Anchor. I got to change that. <laughs> but we'll do that. And uh, yeah, until next time, I'm Jay. I'm Al. And this is the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. We'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. See ya. See ya.